Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23. That's right, episode 23 of Hope Dealers. My name is Billy Lyons. Beside me is my sister and the Lord, Mrs. Corey Sparks. Corey, say hello to everybody. And how you been doing? I've been great. Awesome. Man. What about you? Uh, busy, 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 busy. Uh, working, right. sleep, working, sleep, and then uh, trying to fool around with the cats. Other than that, <laughs> trying to keep them out of trouble. That's my life. I work, sleep, cats. work, sleep, cats. But uh, we want to thank you guys. Uh, we're sorry we've been away for a little bit. Some things came up, so we missed you guys, and we just want to um, thank you for tuning in. And again, this is all for the glory of Jesus, and we just lift up his name, and we do this all for him. But we thank you. We love you guys. We pray for you, and we just pray that you would uh, write to us and let us know if you have any show ideas for us, anybody that you think would be a good guest, if you know a pastor that would, would like to come on here and preach or anything, uh, please do get in touch with us. Prayer requests. If you're going through something, it always helps to have a bunch of people praying for you. It makes all the difference. Absolutely. And anything that you tell us, uh, please know that it will stay just between us. And so please write to us with any of these things and uh, more. Our email address is Corey. Keep her the email address. Awesome. And tonight we're going to be talking about a topic that I think it's something that everyone deals with uh, a lot. And we're going to be talking about why does God allow delays? Yeah. And Corey, has there ever been a time in your, your life that you've been uh, waiting for something? Oh, yes. There's been a time I'm like, God, I need you to move. I need you to move yesterday. Like this, I need this to be done already. But the Lord has been best. He does. The Yes, so the Lord knows best, and it is for a reason. That's what we're going to find out. But uh, we're going to be talking about a very beautiful story in the Bible, and uh, it's the story of Lazarus. Yeah. And uh, it talks about a time when, when Jesus chose to wait, and uh, wait a long time. And we're going to talk about it. So Lazarus, um, he was a very dear, close friend of Jesus. And I, I just sometimes I wish that I could have lived back in those days. And just been able to hang out with Jesus. That would and be amazing. The amazing thing is that we're going to be able to do that very soon. But but how wonderful it's going to be. But uh, Jesus, he, he loved Lazarus. And he just kind of, that was kind of like his home away from home. He stayed a lot in a town called Bethany with Mary and Martha. And these are the same uh, Mary and Martha that, you know, that talks about um, Mary was the person that came and washed the Lord's feet with her hair when she was so overcome by his love and her, his forgiveness. So these were very, very uh, dear friends, almost family to Jesus. And so one day, Lazarus got sick, and he didn't just get sick. Corey got really, really sick. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, and they said, and we're talking, we're going to start sort of John chapter 11, verse 3. It said, Lord, the, the one you love, is sick and when jesus heard this he said this sickness will not end in death yes. and he said no it is for god's glory so that god's son may be glorified through it now this is the cool part now jesus loved martha and her sister and lazarus so when he heard that lazarus was sick he stayed where he was two more days now this is something that i've never noticed before but the holy spirit showed me this the word so it says, Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Now, Corey, if it was me, I would think that if Jesus loved them, he would hurry back to them. What do you think? You would think so. Like, he'd be like, okay, you gotta 
Yep, but he did not. And that word, that word so tells us that the reason that he waited until we'll find out Lazarus died, the reason he did that was because he loved them. So again, this tells us a lot that the Lord's ways are not our ways. For real. Nope. And uh, there are there are many many reasons why the Lord waited. And one is that we there's no way that we can possibly understand His reasons because He is above us. Yeah, he he, he is God, and as much. And don't get me wrong, we can come close to the Lord, and we can come to know the Lord, but there's always just a greatness about him uh, that we can never fully understand. Uh, so, yeah, the God, what Corey was saying was just right on, spot on. The Lord's, uh, he knows where we don't. He has his reasons that we cannot understand. And uh, let's talk about um, these plans, you know, they're always for our good, and, and a really, really cool verse that we talk about a lot on Hope Dealers. Corey, why don't you read it for us? It's Jeremiah 29, 11. Yes, God says, I know the plan for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So, look, me too, me too. I love it. So think about Martha and Mary, what they were thinking. They knew that their brother was sick enough to where he was going to die. They knew yeah. it. And um, they they knew that the Lord had message, but they were waiting, waiting. Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? But now the Lord Jesus, you know, has also got three in one, God Almighty Himself. Right. He knew the plans that He had for Martha and Mary, and He knew that these plans were going to be for their good. Yes. So this tells us that God's timing is not our timing, and God. And it, sometimes it flies in the face of everything that we've been taught to believe. Think about today's world, Corey. Um, Drive-through. How long? How long does it take before you sit in a drive-through before you start getting fed up? Oh, just a few minutes. Like, why aren't these cars moving? Yeah. I want. I want my chicken nuggets. Yes. And when you. Yep. We're living a world where we're taught to expect everything instantly. Microwave generation. Yeah, microwave. Was it really? I got nowhere to go. Show, show's over, folks. We'll see you next week. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, we live in a world that reinforces the belief that everything should happen instantly. Yeah. And God says nope. He says nope, and he will, he will bring it about to he will bring it to pass that he will teach us that you know. Uh, Sometimes we do not get things instantly, and we'll talk about well, this later. Time, yeah, most of the time we don't. We have to wait, but, you know, in our way, it can increase our faith, you know, and especially if we look at the times before. I know I say this all the time, but how God showed up before, and it wasn't on my timing, but it was on his perfect timing. Yep. The Lord knows, beginning to the end, and he knows what we're going to have to go through, you know, to get to where we need to be. Absolutely. The Lord knows. That's That's awesome. Yeah, he knows. He has a plan, plan in mind for us, a plan for our greater good. So let's talk about what are some of the other reasons that God waited. Let's keep on talking about the story of Lazarus. So when Jesus Jesus finally got around, um, 
to showing up in Bethany. It was four days after uh, Lazarus had died, and he had been. It was in the in the ground in the tomb. And so, needless to say, Mary and Martha they weren't really angry, but they were frustrated. And um, we're going to pick up the story in verse twenty, where Jesus finally shows up, and Martha, you know, who is always the worrying one, she runs out to meet Jesus. And Corey, you want to read a little bit for us? Yes. When Martha heard he was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, "If you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask." Jesus said to her, "Your brother will rise again." Martha answered, "I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day." Jesus said to her, "I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die." Hallelujah. She's like, duh, Jesus. Yeah, what, yeah, I get it. You know, we're all going to rise. The dead, the dead will rise, Lord. Yeah. But, but yeah, and Martha knew her Old Testament for real. But you know, Jesus and Jesus did not reveal this aspect of himself to all that many people directly. Yeah. The disciples, and a couple times, and once, and a couple times to the Pharisees when he was going through, um, you know, the, the events before the crucifixion. But he told her straight up. I am the resurrection and the life. Not yes. many people got this word directly from, right. from the Lord Jesus. So imagine just that. Um, yeah. If Mary had or Martha had not had to wait, she would not have had this experience by um, for the Lord Jesus. So then um, Jesus goes out to meet Mary, and he is so, and she kind of says the same thing uh, to him. And Jesus is so moved by her sadness that he becomes troubled himself and he actually weeps. Uh, one of the, I think, two times. And that's huge, too, because, like, his compassion, seeing her so tore up, I mean, it, it hurt him. And that just, you know, goes to show us, like, when we are sad and deeply troubled, he hurts for us. He does. He really, really does. And um, there's only, like, I think three times when the Lord actually cried when he was here on the earth. Yeah. And then one of them was when he uh, was just, you know, like I said, Mary and Martha and Lazarus were some of his best friends on the earth. Yeah. And he, you know, Jesus knew that he knew he was getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead. He knew that that wasn't an issue. But like Corey said, not only was he God in the flesh, he was also man. Yeah. And that's part of the mystery. But he, he felt for Martha. He felt for Mary. He probably even felt for Lazarus to some extent. And he wept. Yeah. That's how beautiful the Lord Jesus is. That's how much he loves us. And that's just one that example. Is, oh, I love him so much. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I get it, Cora. I get it. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He is. He's our bridegroom. He's so precious. And so Jesus once more, and so now he leaves Mary, or he goes with Mary. Jesus once more, deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. And again, let's just look at this is a picture of things to come when the Lord was laid into a tomb with a stone across the entrance. So he said, take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, still worrying, 
the sister of the dead man. By this time, there is a bad odor for he has been there four days. Corey, have you ever walked across <laughs> something uh, and all of a sudden you smell that smell and there's yeah. something dead? You don't know where it is, but you, you know something. Yes. And that's, imagine four days of that. Yeah, that would be pretty bad. But Jesus didn't care. No, he Je said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? And this is some, a theme, a running thing with yeah. Jesus and us. He's like, Oh, ye of little faith, did I not tell Don't you, you know that Peter, Peter, did I just not lift you up from the water? Were you not just walking on the water? Martha, didn't I just tell you that you're getting ready to see the glory of God? So how patient, how patient is he? So patient. So they took away the stone, and then Jesus said, he looked up. Now, this is important. He looked up and he said, before he did anything, he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had wow. said this, he called out in a wild voice, Lazarus, come out. Now then think about this, Corey. <laughs> Lazarus just didn't come out there just walking out. He, he, he comes out still wrapped, with his hands and feet tied with strips of linen. So he's just kind of walking out like a mummy, a cloth around his face, and could you just imagine the spectacle? It's it's just it's yeah, amazing. It is. It truly is. I mean, what a good, good God. And Jesus, he just always says is take off the great clothes and let him go. So uh amazing. Uh Jesus raises a man from the dead and by his power and glory. And it's not the only person that he raised from the dead. He raised Jairus' daughter and then another young man. And a little boy. Yeah. yeah. But um he did. This is probably, you know, the the biggest, um, the most glorious presentation. And he again, he didn't do it for his own sake. He didn't do it for the crowd around him. He did it so that the, the, his father, our father, would be glorified. Yeah. So here we see the perfect wisdom and power of the Lord Jesus. We also see why Jesus waited for four days before raising him from the dead. If he hadn't waited, Martha wouldn't have been given the knowledge that Jesus is the resurrection. If he hadn't waited, the other Jews present would have been able to say, well, he must have not been really dead. Yeah. And they could have said he, he was just real sick. But if someone, Corey, has been in a tomb for four days to the point where he's starting to stink, he's already been stinking, he's dead, straight oh, up. Yeah. There's no arguing about that. So uh, all those people around there saw the Lord Jesus just straight up raise a man from the dead. There's no arguing about that. Right. And if Jesus hadn't waited, his... Lazarus would not have been able to share with the world what Jesus had done for him. Can you imagine the testimony that Lazarus had? Of what all things he had to say about what he had seen, about, you know, just, it's just amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, don't, um, yes, exactly. Don't forget, he is the Lord God Almighty. There are times in, in uh, the New Testament or in the Revelation where he appears as um, kind of like the image that we have of the Father. He's got white hair. He's got, his eyes are glowing like fire. And uh, 
the, when John saw him on the Isle of Patmos, that's how he appears. When he returns the second time after the rapture seven years later, that's how he's going to appear. And until uh, he is powerful, mighty, he is almighty God in the flesh. But just like Corey said, he loves us. He is our bridegroom. He cares about every little thing that we go through, and he cries for us when yes. we suffer. So, yes, he is our friend for real. So, and another important thing to think about is the church hadn't even started yet in those days. Uh, it was only after Jesus went back up to heaven that all the, the, the disciples and others that had lived and saw Jesus, they began to spread the word. Now, think about all the people that were reached for Jesus by Lazarus, just by Lazarus. And so not only did, did Jesus do a wonderful thing for Lazarus, he raised him from the dead. He gave Mary and probably even Martha faith that they would have never had that lasted them the rest of their lives. And it also just gave this story that would not die, that still exists even today. Yeah. Imagine how that jump-started the church and just the, the, to, for the glory of Jesus. All these things were just because Jesus waited. So uh, what does that tell us, Corey? When we feel like something should be happening more quickly than it is, we think about Lazarus. That's right. And we know that uh, Jesus still does, he still works miracles for his glory today, just like he did with Lazarus. We know that Jesus loves us just as much as he did Lazarus because he, God is not a respecter of persons. He loves each one of us so much that he would have suffered that much on the cross, before the cross, during the cross, even if it had been just me or just you, Corey, or right. any one of you out there listening, he would have done it if it was only you. Absolutely. That's how much the Lord loves us. And so think about this. If you know somebody that has cancer, think about how they're healing when it does come. Even though they're suffering now, even though they may have to go through rounds of chemo, you're wondering, well, Lord, why don't I know that you can just speak a word and, and my friend, my mother, whatever, they'll be healed instantly. Why won't you do that? So think about why is the Lord waiting? We, but we cannot know the, the Lord's reasons. We can't know his mind, but we can get ideas from the scripture, that, you know, some idea of why he does wait sometimes. Because when that person's healing comes, imagine the story that they're going to have. Imagining all the wonderful things that they're going to be say to be able to say that God did for me. So if you're sick right now, if you're out there listening and you've got some kind of illness, um, even if it's just a cold or even if you've been diagnosed with a terminal illness, the God uh, can and will heal you, but he's going to do it in his own time. Right. And he's going to use that illness for his glory. If you've got a loved one that you just don't know what to do with, Corey, is there anybody in your life or has there been anybody in your life? I'm sure that there was times when my mom... Um, she wait, She spent a lot of time praying for me. Yes. Someone that's not with the Lord, it's not living like they should be. You can pray and pray and pray, and you're just worried and worried and worried. You don't have to worry. Pray and pray and know that just because things don't happen overnight, that it doesn't mean that they're not going to happen. Corey, how long did it take you for when you were in your troubles to the time that you actually came to the Lord? It, yeah. was, it was a few years, it right? Was. And through our waiting, though, we learn to trust 
right there. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that, you know, like, um, we do have to have perseverance. And it does develop character. So we have to go through things, but we have to know that our Lord loves us and He is a compassionate God and He sees you. He sees the hurt. He sees the tears. But it has to be in His time because His time is perfect. It's the perfect time. He already has it written out. He has it planned out. He knows. So we just have to trust that. You do. And um, know that even though the Lord does allow testing in our lives to build our faith and to prepare a powerful testimony, know that he is still going to be with you in, um, during that. Uh, yeah. he, is going, he is not going to put you in a place that you can't come out of. The, the scripture says, that uh, the Lord the uh, the Lord will not allow temptation uh, above that what is terrible. Yeah, com common to man. Yeah. He'll provide a way out, and that um, he will. He's always going to see you through. So just know. Uh, I know that there's been times in my life where I just couldn't go on any longer, and just I, I would just cry out to the Lord and just say something as simple as Lord help. And he will come and he will give you the strength to get through that obstacle and on to the next. And when he gets through um, the, the time of testing, then he is going to do something marvelous in your life. And uh, again, just like we've been saying, he knows when the right time it is. And uh, for me, Corey, it was even longer. I guess I must have went probably 30 years without the Lord, if, wow. not, if, not, if not longer. I mean, I wasn't out robbing banks or killing people or anything like that. But, you know, I wasn't really thinking about the Lord. Yeah. And in the last few years, I just kind of turned myself against the Lord and just put all my anger against him. And um, so the point I'm trying to make is that it can be years and years and years while he's building you, while he's doing something in your life that's going to turn into something powerful for here for him. And another thing that we talk about a lot is he's going to take what you've went through and he's especially going to take what the enemy meant to destroy you. And he's going to use that exact same thing for his glory and for your good. And I love it because that's the way he just puts it in the devil's face. will be a different people. They will serve me. And not only that, but I'm going to use her to help drive the other people in addiction into salvation. Like you said, he takes what the enemy means for evil and he turns it for good. So he's like, yeah, take that devil. So that's what he's going to use when you have a struggle in your life. Depression, suicide, addiction, alcoholism, whatever. When God heals you of that and you're delivered, you can turn around and tell the next dying person, look, I know the way out and that is Jesus Christ and he will give you freedom. Exactly. Complete and utter freedom. And the same the same thing with me. Um, I have had more than a couple serious suicide attempts. It was yeah. only the Lord that delivered me from them. Yeah. I've had depression that simply would not end. Yeah. And it wasn't a matter of when I was going to kill myself, but uh, not if I was going to kill myself, but, but when. when. 
And uh, I don't even, I, I'm being completely honest with you, I don't even know what that feels like anymore. I can't remember what it feels like. Oh, and this is something God. that went on for at least 10 years straight, every day, all day. Oh, and so, again, what, and it just also against my anger toward God, saying terrible things to him about him, just kind of laughing at anybody, um, scoffing and saying something horrible anytime somebody brought his name up. Going out of my way to make fun of him. Now he's lifted me up to uh, leadership positions in the church. Um, go, going through the process of being a deacon in the Episcopal Church, which is the equivalent of a lay priest. Again, it's nothing has nothing to do with me. Just like Corey said when we were praying before the the podcast today, and it's a prayer I say a, a couple of times a day. Uh, there is no good inside of me outside of the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. It's his goodness. It's his goodness that changes us for his glory and for our good. So the, the moral of all this, uh, what we've been saying is we cannot see what's going on. But God, he lives outside of time. And not only can he see, he's already accomplished in our life. He's already gone ahead of it and done it. And our only job is to just walk into it in faith. Yes, you know, I just got the visual of like a snow globe. You know, it's, it's in like this tiny little glass ball and usually has like little tiny glass like statues or something in it like bears or presents. You know, Christmas time you see a lot of stuff. I feel like, you know, that's God. Like, he's we're like in that little snow globe and he sees like our actions. He sees what's going to happen. He sees the attacks. He sees the things that we're going to have to wait on, but he knows like, as we endure and we get to that right time, he's going to come through. Like, God knows everything, and he's working it all out for our good, and he's waiting, he's watching, he already knows. So don't think you're going through the motions in life and he does not see you because he's watching us. He is everywhere at one time. It's amazing. Like, just like he knows my heart, he knows feelings and yours. And so he knows, he sees, he's watching, he's here with us right now. He sees everything, and he cares. Like we were talking about, his compassion is endless. He, God gave his only son to die for us. And and it's sometimes it's hard to grasp because there's a way different picture of God the Father in the Old Testament than there is in the New Testament. And back then, you know, Jesus. God, yeah, God is holy yes. and he cannot allow sin in his presence. And that's why there were times when he would get angry, angry to the point where he would just strike people dead. You know, it's because... He cannot abide. He cannot be in the presence of sin because he's holy and righteous. But he exhausted all that sin on his son Jesus in the cross. So now, today, don't have that that, that image of God from the Old Testament. Uh, just sitting down, looking down. When you do something wrong, he's going to like throw down a, a firebolt. And no, that's not our father. And it never was. But uh, he had to send Jesus to reconcile us to him. So he promises us. He promises us that he will never be angry with us again. And if he allows something to come into our lives, it's not altogether pleasant. It's because something better is down the road. Yeah. And another reason that um, he might allow a delay is maybe he's stopping something harmful from coming into your life. And that the, the example that came up to me when I was preparing this, maybe you're single and uh, you're, you're with somebody that you think you really love and that you're wondering, when are they going to propose? When are they going to propose? And it never happens, but yeah, you're saying, Lord, I love this person. Why are we getting married? Well, 
God, again, who sees everything, maybe just he knows that this person isn't the one. Maybe he knows this person is going to get abusive. Maybe he knows this right. person is not going to become a believer or is going to become alcoholic. You, you, the point in this, it's just an example. It's not mentoring anyone. You, you do not know what the Lord knows, but he does. And so a lot of times he's not just trying to build your faith. A lot of times he's just keeping you from something that's going to harm you. Yeah. And we don't know it, and uh, but and you won't see it sometimes from down the road. Right, Corey? Absolutely. He knows best. He knows, you know, like, God, like, I need this today. You know, God, do you see my circumstances? Do you see what I need? Well, yes, but he's going to take care of your needs, but maybe not in the exact way that you think he should. God knows more than we know. He does, and uh, not only does he lead us into difficult times uh, to make us stronger, but a lot of times he didn't even let us experience the difficult things because of we. And he'll put those delays in so we will avoid that. It's like think of it like uh, you're you're seeing a, a highway and it branches off around the end to get to the same point. If you're going straight, it's going to take longer to get there, but maybe you're going to miss a huge accident, something like that. Absolutely. Just, just trust me when I tell you, the Lord knows what's best for you. And uh, in, at the end, you're going to look back and see it, and you're going to be glad for the delay. Yes. And finally, and this is something that we talk about all the time on Hope Dealers because it's probably one of the most important things. God wants to strengthen our faith. That's kind of, other than us coming to salvation in Jesus, that's kind of the main thing that he wants to do in our life because faith is what we trade upon in heaven. It's, um, it says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And I didn't write down the chapter and verse for that, but you can look it up. And it's so much so that it's by faith that we come to Jesus Christ. So without faith, we cannot receive salvation Without faith, we cannot please God. So all these things, all these things that the God allows uh, in the end, the, the end process for it all is to build faith. Right, Corey? Absolutely. So we, we just must believe that he knows everything. He's working it out for our good, for his glory. When he shows up, it's like, wow, God did this. You know what I mean? Like, he's our creator. He's our savior. So that is, we must have faith. We have to believe that. We must have faith, and when we get that faith, it just makes every little trial a little bit easier. Like I think about some of the things I went through five years ago, things that would shut me down, things that would just cause me anxiety, just get me to throw in the towel. Now I don't, and again, this is all glory to Jesus and not myself. Nothing much stresses me. I don't really get uptight too much. And the reason is because God's brought me through many difficult times and just he's shown me in so many different ways things that could only be from him that, that helped me in this situation. And that's developed your character to be who you are today. So a lot of times in those difficult seasons and times, he's just working something out in us. And we will appreciate that later on. Definitely. Because I look at my life and I'm like, oh, that was terrible, but now I see why I had to go through that to make me who I am today. So, yeah, so just... um. Know that 
we're going to go through difficult times in life. Sometimes, I mean, cancer, think about having cancer. I'm, it, pain, uh, just the sickness of chemo. The, all these are not fun events, but the Lord is using it to strengthen you. The Lord is using it to call glory to himself. The Lord is using it so that you will be able to be a blessing to others when your healing comes. That's right. And above all else, he is building your faith in the Lord Jesus. And I And also, I think it's Isaiah 53. Go to YouTube and type this in. Esther Mui. There's a wonderful song. Uh, they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up with wings like eagles. They shall walk and, and uh, not stumble. And they shall, yeah, whatever. The rest yeah. of it. But if you get the idea, look it up yeah. on YouTube. Esther or Isaiah 53 song. Look up chorus song. Yeah. Uh, just keep playing it over and over. Yeah. Read it over and over and it will change your heart. And again, all this also comes back to if you find yourself not being able to, to do this stuff, not being able to hang with it, then what do we do, Corey? We rest in the Lord. And how do we do that? We listen to music. We keep ourselves immersed in the Word. We listen to uh, grace-based sermons. We go to church, and all these things will help us, yeah. along with the, the grace that the Lord pours out upon Absolutely. us. We'll, we'll even meet with you anywhere you want to. And again, anything you tell us, um, anything you tell us will remain confidential. So Absolutely. please don't worry about that. Yes. So we want to say a prayer to ask for patience. Because when we're waiting, we need that patience and just faith to know that God is working it out. So did mm -hmm. you want to lead us in sure. that, Billy? Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you with praise and thanksgiving that yes. you love us so very much that you would weep. When we're troubled, and we know that it was not just Martha and Mary that you weep for, but every one of your children who love us so much. You have been through it all on the cross, Lord, and you suffered that so that um, your, your your love and grace could be poured out upon us. And we just pray, dear Lord, that you would just bestow upon us patience, Lord. Yes. We ask it in the name of your precious name, Lord, that you would just pour out your spirit upon us. Grant us patience. Let us have faith, Lord. Faith to know that you are the ones who has plans for us, plans yes. for our future, plans for our hope, for our good, Lord. Yes, Fill us with your patience, Lord. And when we do not know what to do, let us turn to you, Lord. Let yes. us turn to your word. Let us pour out our heart to you, Lord. And above all, just give us patience to wait. Yes. To wait. And let us know. Uh, tell us, Lord. Speak to us so that we will know that uh, there is something beautiful coming at the end of the waiting. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, Lord, for all that you've done for us, for all that you will do. We thank you for your salvation, for your glory, and for everything that you've done for us, Lord. We ask all these things in your precious holy name. Amen. Awesome. Oh, I felt the Lord, Billy. That was amazing. It was. Paul praise yes. in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus. And so uh, it comes down to this. Uh, Maybe you don't know about all this. You've heard about Jesus, or maybe you've heard about Jesus all your your life, and you just you either don't understand, you don't know if you believe or not, you don't know. If, uh, you feel like you know I've done so much stuff that Jesus doesn't want me. And just let me tell you uh, right now, you haven't done anything that Corey and I haven't done. That's right. <laughs> For real. For real. That's right. When I got saved, I had people that knew me that old life. They're like, "Did the building not burn down when she walked in?" 
That that's the truth. And think about Paul. Paul is the guy that Killer wrote, Christian. He wrote two-thirds yes. of the New Testament straight from the mouth of the Holy Spirit. And uh, he said, I am the chief of sinners. Because like Corey said, he supervised people like Stephen getting stoned to death because they were trying to spread the word of the Lord. Yes. But yet, again, what does God do? He takes what the enemy means for bad and turns it around. Yeah, and, and the worse off you are, the more glory God gets and the more that you can return to your sanity when you feel the freedom that God provides. So, I mean, who wouldn't want to live in that? Right. So, the... What we're trying to say is don't feel like you've done something that the Lord will not forgive. Not right. only will he forget, forgive it, he'll forget that yes. it even happened. He yes. does not remember. <laughs> he looks at us yes. and he sees Jesus. And the reason why all this is, is as we were saying earlier, Jesus, or the Lord is righteous. He is holy yes. and no sin can exist in his presence. So when Adam and Eve sinned, that kind of threw a monkey wrench into all that God had planned for us. He created right. this earth for us to enjoy, for us to inhabit. He wanted us to just kick back forever. But uh, Adam made he made a bad choice that was sent into the world. So this separated us from the Lord. Yeah. And there was kind of like a temporary patch when they, the Israelites would sacrifice bulls and sheep and so forth. But that did not forgive us. It did not remove sin. It just covered sin up for a year at a time. And if you weren't a Jew, then you were just out of luck. Yeah. So what did God do? He loved us so much that he sent Jesus. Jesus was God in the flesh, but he came to earth as a man. Yeah. And he came here and he lived 33 years as a man, and he never sinned, not one single time. So his blood was pure. And so God allowed him to die on the cross. And as Jesus was dying on the cross, he took every sin, Every all the wrath that God has for us in our sin, He took every sin that we have ever committed or ever will commit onto His body, and He became our sin offering and our trespass offering. What this means is that every sin that you have ever committed, are committing or will commit, is no more. If you accept, all you have to do is believe this. And uh, we've got two Bible verses that prove. That this is available to anyone. Corey John 3.16, what does it say? Yes, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting And what we always talk about, and even though we always talk about it, it's important. The key word there is whosoever. And the other number one verse is Romans 10.9. He that confesses with his mouth that Jesus is Lord and believes in his heart, that God raised him from the dead shall be saved. That's all there is to it. If anybody tells you anything else, don't believe them. This is straight from the Bible, from the mouth of the Lord. So if you are watching this and you're hearing that little nudging voice, if you are feeling that you know that now is the time that, that Jesus wants you to open that door to your heart and ask him in, all you have to do is believe and say, Lord, come in. That's all that it takes. Please, please, please answer that. Answer him now. You do not know um, when this is going to be your last day on earth. You do not know when we're going to see the Lord in the clouds to call us home in the rapture. Uh, all these things, along with that voice in your heart, that's the Holy Spirit telling you that Jesus loves you more than anybody could ever possibly love you. And the Bible says that... Um, 
maybe one person might send might die for another person or maybe even a couple of people that are really good but who is going to come and die for every person that ever existed upon the earth there's only one person no matter what anyone tells you there's only one person that's the lord jesus christ and to accept this all you have to do is believe so corey's going to pray right now please just repeat this prayer along with her word for word mean it from your heart and you will be saved forever and ever. Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I, I feel you knocking at my heart, God. And Lord, I just invite you in. God, I ask that you would forgive me for my sins, God. And help me, God. Help me on this journey, God, to know you more, God. Lord, take me to a deeper place with you, God. Forgive me, God. Walk with me, God. Lead me, guide me. Just come into my heart, God. And just help me become more like you, God. Lord, I accept you and I receive your spirit right now in the mighty name of Jesus, God. And I thank you, God, for all that you have done. I know that you died and you rose again, Lord. And I just thank you for saving me right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. May he be praised forever and ever. Yes. We want to thank you uh, so much for uh, joining us tonight, and uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit did something very special. I feel like uh, someone that uh, needed to hear this, uh, it, it gave them strength, and I feel like more than one or two people were saved from this. And if, uh, and if you were, write to us, let us know. We can rejoice with you, but the angels are already rejoicing. So All of heaven. Nope, your, your, your home is now in heaven. You're a child of God, and there is, believe me, the devil's going to try and tell you that, the enemy's going to try and tell you that, you know, no, no, you're still the way you used to be. This, you're, you know, this, it, didn't, it, it didn't take, uh, you may say you're a Christian, but you're still doing this. You're still, it's over. It's over and done with. Jesus has won the victory. You are wiped clean by his precious blood of the Lamb. Rejoice. Find a good church. Corey's Church, uh, Destiny Outreach yes. Ministry, my church, Strauss Memorial Episcopal Church. Find a good church where they preach grace and love and forgiveness in Jesus. Find that and go to it. And if you need to know the name of a good church, we will find you one. Just write to us, okay? Yeah. See you and uh, see you next time. Thank you so much, and take care. Bye.